Hello, DFS Cats Game Nerds, and welcome to a Friday night episode of the Big B Podcast. Before I bring in tonight's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you know what to expect. I'm working on a special YouTube video that will hopefully be up the tomorrow morning, so please check that out. And also uh, check out the uh, Big B Podcast on Spotify and Apple. So, if you're in the audio, please check it out there. So, join, joining us back from Las Vegas for our weekly catch game segment is uh, Charles here. Charles, uh, <laughs> is Vegas is Vegas be- better than it actually than you thought it w- would be? Uh, not better because I lost. <laughs> on my trip it was definitely a, a really good experience though at the end of the day like it was my first time in vegas um so i was just like in awe and taking everything in and like i may have seen maybe five percent of things to do there like i i went out there to play, mostly play poker and try to make money so um i didn't really do a lot of the fun stuff uh want to save that for when the wife and i go out there um but all in all like i at the end of the day, it was it was a fun time. I, I had fun even even with it being a losing trip because it was just just what you see in the movies and television shows, and it's just like just so much to take in, and it's just like pr- pretty much like it's exactly the same. Like it's, the Luxor, this giant pyramid over there. You got the Aria. You got the Bellagio Fountain show it, it was definitely a lot to take in and a, a lot of things to do there so it was definitely more than what i thought but i already knew that vegas was a lot to handle yeah what if you could only play at one casino what would it be uh none um one casino um i i, I like a handful of them um aria I liked it. Orleans, I liked that. Um, but it's mostly because of the action. But then, like, once I started realizing 1-3 across the board in Vegas is pretty soft. So the worst place is the Venetian. I think it's the Venetian. Uh, their poker room closes at 3 for some reason. <clears throat> um, three besides that. The a- 3 o'clock in the afternoon or morning? No, morning. I mean, it's a- they're not crazy. But it's just like I'm sitting there grinding. I'm like casino hopping. I go like from the win um, to uh, what's next to that. Um, I guess the Venetian's right next to it because I think I ended up walking to it. And then like I got there like 1.30 and they're talking about like how the poker room closes at three. It's just like I, I never even heard of that before. Um, I didn't even go to like all the others. I, I mostly stayed like close to the MGM because I was staying at Excalibur. So um the big ones were like Rio, obviously for the series. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Rio. Like I don't know what it was. Have you been to the Rio? No, no. I needed to make a Vegas trip one of these right. things. So, uh, the, yeah, I thought the Rio was going to be a lot more uh, dynamic or something like that. But it's just at the end of the day, like their actual casino floor just wasn't that impressive compared to other ones. <clears throat> Maybe. Caesars is really nice. I didn't spend much time in there, but definitely a nice uh, casino to go through. You should, Aria. you should have waited a week for the big fight happening tomorrow night. No, I mean, that's probably a good thing why I got out of there. Because, like, my 
my original plans got canceled on me. So like me staying at Excalibur was like super last minute. Like it was like a three week ago thing. Cause I was originally going to go there with some, one of my friends with a camper. He got tied up at work and he couldn't take that time off. I was supposed to spend uh, 10 days out there. Um, just grind cash, staying a camper, super cheap in Vegas. Like the entire stay was going to be like 300 bucks. Like I was excited, but then once plans changed, um, you know, I had to adapt and luckily I had another, I surprisingly a lot of friends out there uh, that play poker locally with me that were out there. So I was able to use their comps to get a cheap room at Excalibur. Yeah. So uh, now we switch back from poker to a regular discussion. And uh, uh, so uh, heading to week five, uh, what are you thinking for cash teams this weekend? Are you looking at, are you looking at maybe spending up a quarterback? You're looking at spending a peer, or you're more looking at making a balanced roster? Uh, to be honest with you, um, I lost last week. I lost by like a point, maybe five points at most, and some of the double ups. Like it was just a bad last two weeks. <clears throat> uh, I need to find the good value players to play. Um, so for this week, maybe stop paying down a quarterback and maybe start paying up. Um, the cheap quarterback that I sort of like right now is uh, Daniel Jones at 6,000 playing against Dallas defense. Uh, it seems like a good spot. Uh, the spread's only seven, maybe seven and a half. I can't find it right now real quick, but um, there it is. Oh, it opened at eight and now it's down to seven. So that's pretty interesting. Um, but I, I do feel like, there's going to be at least garbage time points where Daniel Jones can get like 19, 20 points. I mean, and realistically his game log so far, like 22, 29, 16, 30. The only issue is this is probably the most expensive he's been this, this year. So not thrilled about it, but he's definitely one guy I'm targeting. Um, uh, you know, uh, two guys I'm talking in the late afternoon, mm-hmm. late, uh, one of them is, uh, well, actually one in the early slate, one in the late afternoon slate, one guy in the early slate is, uh, Mac Jones, 5,300. I mean, the Patriots are a big favor of the Texans. You and I could, sc- you and I could run routes <laughs> for the, uh, Patriots uh, for, against the Texans defense. I mean, I understand New England's miss, probably missing four fifths of its offense line. Uh, if, they yeah, were this, if they were playing the Steelers, that would concern me. Thus, in the yeah. game, Texans. My my worry about this game is if Texans don't put points up, it's just going to be a super run heavy game. Like the ball is going to go through the the three to four running backs that they're going to use. Um, it's a pretty low. Under at 40. I know it was at 40, that, 41 and a half, and it dropped down to 40. Well, remember, so, with New England not having a healthy offensive line, they might not be able to run the ball. Remember what they did against or couldn't do against the Bucks last week. If the Patriots uh, can't run the ball, then Mac could be thrown because you look at his Mac Jones's game log the first couple. First four weeks, and his thrown a see. He has He's thrown, thrown 39, 30, 51, and 40 times. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, honestly, yeah, those are, I didn't realize that that was pretty high. And then his lowest one was the one against the jets where they only threw 30 times for, I didn't, I didn't watch that game, but that seems kind of low. Did the new England won that game, right? Uh, uh, so they, yeah. they just got up like real early and then just kept running the ball more likely. All right. Um, yeah. The only thing I'm afraid of is like, if Houston's a no contest, this could easily be that, that New York Jets game where he only scores seven, maybe 10 points, and he has only 30 attempts, which you would think 30 attempts would be a lot, but he only threw for 186 yards. Um, I I would want to go with Daniel Jones over him or even golf at the same price, uh, just so you can have someone, maybe not golf, I take that back. I don't know who's throwing to besides Swift and Hawkinson, and Hawkinson's probably – Still, what injured? Hawkinson might not play on Sunday. He yeah. is a true game in the city. Yeah, I, I'll get away from golf then. Um, but I do like Daniel Jones. Uh, he's very capable of getting you the extra bonus points for throwing three hundred plus yards. He's he's done it. What? I guess the first time he did it was against New Orleans. Huh? I would have guessed he would have got it against uh, Washington. Two. That was just a close game. Week two. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. That was actually his lowest game. But fantasy-wise, it was up there, though. 29. Oh, he had that rushing touchdown. That's right. He rushed for two touchdowns the first two weeks. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Daniel Jones is probably a good spot. It could be a letdown spot, but um, who's the other quarterback that you want to target? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Where's he at? 57. Is he officially starting? Yep, we'll yep, start Jimmy Sunday. Yep. Nine for eight, two touchdowns. No rushing touchdowns uh, last game. Did he play the entire game? Uh, like a quarter and a half or so, maybe a half. Okay. Um, I mean, he got two touchdowns. That's, that's nothing to shake a stick at, but um, – Against Arizona, didn't Arizona just like crush someone that was supposed to be in a good spot? Oh, uh, the Rams. No, they, they definitely did a good job. The Rams, I think. Oh, Min- no, Minnesota game was close too. Tennessee. Yeah, but that was week one. Like I just chalked that up to so much hype behind Tennessee having Julio Jones and AJ Brown, and it's just like, oh, they're going to be like the next. Uh, was it greatest show on turf? And it's just like, uh, did you guys show up to play Tennessee? Um, yeah, I, I mean, Trey Lance could be a good. I don't know, like paying down a quarterback. It, it seems very scary nowadays. Um, after doing it, what four weeks? Like it's paid off only half the time. Like I'm looking for a little bit more stability in my uh, quarterback position, like even that Daniel Jones, like that's still kind of scary. Um, is there anyone else that you like, like maybe Joe Burrow or like, what about the top tier guys? I think if I'm going top tier because so many guys are playing in front, have already played or play in front time. I'm thinking uh, Sam Donner still intrigues me. Good matchup. I know McCaffrey's, Doubtful, which means Sam Donald will probably get another two rushing touchdowns this weekend. 
That'd be sick if he does. Just like, uh, all right, I guess I'm McCaffrey. Just get in there. Um, and man, uh, he is priced up 66. Yeah, 66. And uh, Jalen Hurts intrigues me because Hurts was my catching quarterback last week. Thank you for a big, for some golf and shine points. But uh, he's still seven grand. And I know Carolina's defense is, has played well other than last week against Dallas, but. I mean, he still got you 25 points against Dallas. Like, his worst week was San Francisco. That was I, – I think with Carolina's defense, he's sort of be line, – he's lined up to be, like, very low-owned. Um, but I can't imagine it still being a bad spot because he's Jalen Hurts. Like, he seems to be very productive, like, on his feet. He's able to get you rushing yards. He'll throw the ball, and who knows? Maybe Devontae Smith might be, you know, the main target. But we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so who are you uh, liking at running back? I'm liking one guy and one guy in particular. I already know his name. Double deuces, Derek Henry. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that one. All right. Uh, I let's see how many can, how many yards is there? Oh, he's playing can, Jacksonville. Yeah. Yes. As a Jack fan, I can remember many of games Derrick Henry ramming the ball down on throats. It seems like Derrick Henry runs for nine million yards every time he plays the Jacks. Oh yeah, he's super chalk this week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's playing against the Jags. Julio and AJ Brown are still looking very questionable. So I think AJ Brown plays, but Julio's not playing, which means more Derrick Henry, please. Yeah, which is still like a, a still like I think even without that, like it's still a slam dunk spot for him. Um, what are you thinking about uh Perrine? Or are you not gonna make a comment about that until uh uh the official uh what, what do you call it injury report comes out on mixing? I'm not I'm not player. playing I'm not playing that game with inactive running backs again. I played it with Travis Holmes last night that didn't really work out that well. Come on, PK. You you confuse us with what running backs you play. I'm not doing that with Zach Taylor. I mean, this is wait, Zach Taylor's gonna be the main one? I, I would have thought Perrine. He's the head coach. He's the head oh, coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so silly. I, I don't even know head coaches' names. Um, but I mean Perrine could be a good thing. Like they they work the running back position in their game flow, like they're you know, he might he may get 50 yards a random touchdown. I mean, I guess it's super touchdown dependent, but a starting running back at 4K, like it's gonna be hard to pass that up. And if he's gonna be super chalky at the end of the day, like Mixon's out, then he is gonna be the chalk. Um, what about Eckler? How are you feeling about Eckler? Um, not uh I think he can do better, especially in the cash game. I know P- Eckler's PPL, but Cleveland's a really good defense. Especially in the front four. No, they definitely are. But I mean, like you're paying Eckler for PPR at the end of the day. Like you're not I, really. And I don't think it's a great spot. I I don't think it's a great spot for Herbert. I don't think it's a great spot. The best spot for Mike Williams. I think Keen Allen's in an okay spot, but I think... that's because he's Keen Allen, though. Yeah, except when he plays the Raiders. But that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. I'm going through here. Um, uh, to me, 
to me, here's a guy to look out for. I know everybody's looking at Derrick Henry in the Tennessee Jacksonville game. The other running back for being James Robinson could be in for a good spot because he fought he was he finally got all the work last week against Cincinnati. And uh he got let me see. 18 carries, 78 yards, two rushing touchdowns. And if Jacksonville gets to the goal line, James Robinson's probably the goal line back, which means he'll he'll score. If James Robinson gets like 50, 60 yards, a couple of targets through the air, scores a touchdown, bingo. I don't... Hmm. I'm trying to think. I mean, at six thousand, James Robinson is very appealing. Man, he didn't. Even, he barely got twenty points with two touchdowns. Oh, because he only got one one catch. Okay, because like I was looking at his game against Arizona, like eighty eight yards, one touchdown, but he got six catches for another forty six yards. Um, I mean, this could be a game where like they need to target him. And they're playing from behind, and it's not like, um, not like the Cincinnati game where it's just like they're so they're going tick for tack. I guess was it close in the Cincinnati game? Uh, yeah, Jacksonville led a good chunk of that game. Cincinnati kicked the game winning field goal. So it was it was like back and forth, like a real battle and everything. Okay, well, Jacksonville led, and Cincinnati came back in the second half. Mm. That's right. That's right. Because I was worried that uh. Since he was going to kill my parlay. Um, <laughs> let me see. So you're not commenting about Perrine. Not yet, anyways. I've got I've got another guy for you. You realize that the Bucks won a 9-10 point favorite over the Dolphins? And you know who secretly is getting a bunch of rushing yards the last couple of weeks? Fournette. And he's well, 200. Not against the Rams, he got eight <laughs> but he got 20 last week against new england he had 20 attempts at 92 yards and, and then the three bucks, catches on five if, targets that's and pretty if, and if the bucks get to the goal line there's a half decent chance for when it gets the ball not and that's the thing right now is uh it looks like he's pretty chalky as well <laughs> it's funny the, the three chalkiest guys are the three people that you pick. Henry, Robinson, and Fournette. Saquon's up there. Najee Harris is up there. But, yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, I guess Fournette is in a better spot because he's seen more of a workload now. Um, like last week was a, a boost of confidence where people want to ride that. And it could be a letdown spot. But at 6K, like, you sort of know what you're getting into. Yes. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. now from running backs to wide receivers, uh, who do you th- uh, who is your chalky wide receiver, wide receivers this week? Uh, I definitely like uh, Devontae Adams. Um, he <laughs> I just do. I do too. He gets, uh, yeah. Um, I wish I played him last week, but it is what it is. Um, well, I, I mean, I guess last week he didn't really do much. Um, but the big thing is he gets so much, so many targets 
in that offense. Like it's great. Him and Aaron Jones is just the concentration of it where like I I'm almost down to put Aaron Jones and Adams in a cash game lineup and just like stack it and just be like, okay, like like what is it? A good like 50% of the touches are going to be between those two players. And the fact that both of them go off, like it's almost like you're just combining those two players this year. Adams 82. We're going back to running back at 79. I mean, that's kind of, that's still kind of pricey, but I mean, like the, the ball only goes through those two guys for the most part. Like everyone else is like a, a dart for the most part. Like, I definitely like Adams. He's getting the targets. He's doing his thing. DJ Moore, holy moly! I just saw his price for the first time. Uh, he at seventy five hundred. Whoo! I mean, I guess he's worth it. Eleven targets, twelve targets, twelve targets. And that's why I sort of like Daniel Jones. Just to backtrack a little bit, because like I, I feel like he can put up twenty plus points against uh, Cowboys. Um. There was someone else that I liked. Um, uh, speaking of Cowboys, how about both Cowboy receivers, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper? I mean, I just looked at C.D. Lamb. He's at sixty-two hundred. That seems kind of cheap. That seems that seems kind of cheap for both of them. I mean, I know C.D. didn't have a great week last time, but you um, the. The Giants don't defend the slot well, and CeeDee Lamb can be in the slot, and I think he could have a big game. And even with whatever with whatever revengery, Amari Cooper is still more capable of putting up 20 points. So I think both of them are fine in catch. Yeah, the big the big thing right here is I think the giant the Giants Cowboys game is going to be a running back game. Where like maybe playing Elliot would be a good uh, random shot, um, because you know Cooper's injured. Maybe he's on the snap count. Uh, rib injuries are no joke. Like I, I never had one, but I just know like just breathing can be difficult if you like you take a deep heavy breath. So I mean, if he still has a rib injury, like you know, CD Lamb could probably be the slam dunk at what sixty two hundred. Yeah, I mean that seems like a good price for, especially if he's if Cooper's on snap count or still going to carry that injury uh, tag on him. Um, there was one guy I like, Juju Smith Schuster. He he has eight, he had eight targets last week, but he's just not productive. I don't know if it's a big Ben. It's got to be a big Ben thing at this point, like yeah. that O line or Big Ben, like. I really just want to put him in my cash lineup to like punt a wide receiver. But then I look at like AJ Green slightly above him with consistent six targets like every game. And he's the first game against Tennessee was the only one he didn't produce 10 or more points. Um, what's another wide receiver you're liking? Are you liking Jamar Chase? Uh, Marvin Jones might be a thing. Uh, Antonio Brown. I saw he was kind of cheap too. He's like fifty something, right? I mean, Antonio Brown seems oh, awfully cheap. Seems awfully cheap. Fifty two hundred. Somebody yeah. getting? Let me see how many targets he got. Left. Eleven targets. He, he only got eleven targets last week. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but he only got thirteen points. And then yeah. uh, week two against Elena, he only had three targets. Um, 
I mean, realistically, the only game that he went off is the one against Dallas where he had uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown on five receptions out of seven. I don't know, like, playing playing Tampa Bay wide receivers just seems like a crapshoot. Seems like more like I would rather play um, three max and just play one of each Tampa Bay receiver in each lineup and just hopefully someone holds up. Um what about the Cincinnati receivers? Like they seem to be in a decent spot because they got to be super underdogs, right? Uh, no, they're only think, three. I think Cincinnati could beat Wing Bay. I don't know if T. Higgins plays. I think Shane, and remember, Jair Alexander is questionable too, which would open up potential another avenue for the Bengal offense. Mm-hmm. Wing Bay top cornerback is out. Okay. Uh, any cheap wide receivers you're looking at? Um, I mean, I'm trying to find one, and it's just like, I don't know who I'm playing. Like, okay. I'm, I'm not going – I'm glad I stayed away from the Tennessee uh, backup wide receivers. Like, I, I just – Ryan and Josh Reynolds or whoever those guys were. Yeah. Looks like K.J. Osborne is uh, slowing down on his uh, productions. Hey. If he's healthy, I really like Curtis Samuel on the mid-price, but I don't know if he's healthy. I don't know if that. I don't know if he tweaked his. Whoa! Or what? Keenan Allen's super cheap this week. Uh, yeah, he is, but it's not. But it's a bad matchup, though. I don't know if that really matters. It did on Monday. Oh, wow. He only had 10 points on seven catches. Jeez. No, no yards. <laughs> He's only scored one touchdown this year so far. Okay. That, that's pretty interesting. King Allen being at that price is very, very, very appealing. Who is this? Oh, Deontay Johnson. Man, these, these Steelers running backs or wide receivers, they are just struggling with Big Ben at center like how long do you think it'll take before uh the Steelers bench big ben i don't know who the back i don't know how long it's uh dwayne haskins oh gosh dwayne big ben to dwayne haskins oh gosh i mean it could be something Ooh, what about this john ross guy oh gosh you're not you're not gonna be chasing an 80 yard touchdown again yeah (laughs) yeah that's exactly what i'm trying to do Although I do um, think Kadarius Tony is interesting at what four grand because Slade and, and Shepard are both out. But you know, one of my buddies said said the same thing about Ross, and I'm like, I think Tony's the wide receiver to have, and then John Ross will probably go 80 yards and will look like once. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> John Ross. I remember uh, one of my friends. He put uh, him in his million maker lineup. He only plays one lineup, and it's just like, oh, there he is. John Ross touchdown. Yeah, and it's just like, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is going to be an interesting week for me at cash games at tight end because Travis Tra- Kelsey isn't on this list. Oh, Travis so Kelsey. Where am I going to go? Um, and me, like, so just on the eye test, my eye likes Goddard, Schultz, uh, you brought up uh, 
Seals Jones at min price. I, I do like that idea. I can just punt this position since Kelsey's not on it. Just like, all right, I don't care about this. Treat it like a defense and just hopefully get like, you know, seven points from uh, Seals Jones. Uh, but if I want to pay up, Goddard Schultz are the two that I'm liking. Um, Waller, you could pay up for him. I, I feel like like all these questionable, like all these injury things around like Kittle, Hawkinson, Gronk, Logan Thomas. Oh, he went to IR too? Jeez. That was a bad week. This is a crazy week. I don't know who. Like, do you play a, a Washington backup tight end? I mean, that's what I'm thinking with Sears Jones. But, I mean, if you want to spend. Oh, he's he. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I For some reason, I was thinking he was still on the Cardinals. <laughs> no, that that makes a lot of sense then. Um, uh, Jared Cook against I, Cleveland. I do think Jared Cook's interesting at thirty six hundred. Another guy in that three thousand inch range is Evan Ingram. He almost killed me last week in a catch game, but I think a thirty two hundred cheap tight end without. Couple key wide receivers will be big because I think the Giants will be thrown. I mean, he's he's gotten consistently six targets both games. That's you can't funny. really that I would imagine if you took like the elite three Waller, Kittle, and Kelsey out of the tight tight end category, I would say six is probably almost at the top tier of targets if you take those three guys out of the equation. So, I mean, six per game, I mean, and they're in a game where they're probably going to be behind. They're going to be thrown a lot. Um, that, that could actually be a really sneaky good play right there. If you're not willing to pay down to seals Jones. Um, and if you want to use Daniel Jones, you've got a mini stack thing. I, I take back the cook thing. I think Allen's probably going to shine in the Chargers game. Allen and Williams are probably going to go off because, like, their front seven is so good that it's just like they're just going to be able to, like, her, hopefully Herbert can pick them off if their O line holds up. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really, I, I like Goddard, Schultz, and then, like, like you said, like, Evan Ingram looks really appealing now at 3,200. That price tag is definitely nice. Um, is there anyone else that you want to uh, tie in or you like in? You're thinking about maybe Kittle, but I'm not sure what to think about Trey Lance. And plus, I'm not sure Kittle's 100% either. Oh, he's right now, he's doubtful. Uh, uh, he did not yeah. participate today. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that opens up Ross Strawley, but I don't think I, I don't think I'd play that game. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to defenses. Are you paying up this week for defense? Uh, uh, I'm paying paying down. Who are you paying down to? Washington. I thought the same thing. I, I, the, my first look list, like I I plug Washington in at 2300 against New Orleans. Um, Even though Washington hasn't really been playing that great this year on defense. Um, this could be a Jameis Winston blow-up game. And that sort of seems like 
you know, you get a couple of interception stuff and Washington actually shows up and stops Kamara. Washington can easily win this game. What, what's the line on this game? Do you know off top? Uh, it's like going back and forth. Ooh, Saints minus two. Yeah, I'm liking, I'm like, I'm loving Washington's defense right now. Minus two. It opened up at one and a half. Wow. That's very interesting. I, I like that play. Yeah. No, I'm definitely on board with you. Um, if you pay up for defense, who would you target? Uh, uh, let me see. If I wanted to pay up at defense, hmm, it's a real interesting question. Like some of these defenses are just absurdly priced. Like New England forty nine hundred, Tampa forty seven hundred, Denver forty two. Let me see. I think if I wanted to spend, maybe the Cowboys. Maybe the Cowboys at like 28. No, no, no. Let's go 3K, 3K or above. Uh, oh, gosh. You got to pay up. Oh, I, I, I must pay up for defense? Oh, yeah, just, just for the sake of the question. Uh, I, I I have one and I hate it. Yeah, I, I do too. I like the Steelers. Carolina. Carolina. Ooh, I, I like the Steelers. Steelers against Denver. I um, think Bridgewater plays though. I think Bridgewater plays, and that makes a difference. It will. It will. But so if Bridgewater plays, he makes less mistakes than Drew Lock. Um, which is fair. Um, but let, let's look up Bridgewater real quick. I should know, but... Uh, Bridgewater should be ready to play this weekend. Okay. Yeah, so unless, like, some outside source stops him. Um, but, I mean, it could be the Steelers' defense. They're, they're priced kind of low, um, in my opinion, for the skill that you have on the Steelers' defense. Um, Denver's not really, like, a ball buster. I, I think Denver can win this game even with Drew Locke in there because it, it's essentially a matchup of defenses. And Drew Locke right now is probably on par with Big Ben as of right now. Like they're both who would have thought not that, impressive. Who, who would have thought that last yeah, right? game? Um, but if I was to pay, I don't know, maybe maybe Denver. You pay it now nah, for 200 against Denver or against Pittsburgh. I guess the Packers. If Mixon's definitely out, Packers might be a good one. I don't think I. I don't think I'd pay against Joe Burrow and company. I, you say Joe Burrow and company. Like the big thing is like, is he going to throw interceptions eventually? Yeah, he hasn't thrown interceptions. So he's due for one. Oh, expect that text message once he throws his first interception. This game. Uh, yeah, he'll throw and watch it. Watch it be a pick six, and then all the Green I, Bay. No, it'll be I'll, a pick. No, it'll be a pick six. Somebody will determine their one yard line, and Aaron Rodgers throw a one yard touchdown to Devontae Adams. <laughs> then there you, you go. All, then you get all the points, all of them just rolling in points like uh, your Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, 
Is there anyone else that you could think about in cash or any game that you're trying to target, like both sides of the ball? I mean, be honest. I think the, I think the couple. I think the uh, early Florida games are interesting with both running backs. I think the mm-hmm. Tampa Fournette's another good one to use. Uh, be honest. Uh, if you don't have at least one of the Cowboy receivers in your catch game lineup, I think you're making a big mistake. The question is which one? The question is which one? Yeah, that's the big question. It's like which one are you going to roster? The, uh, the one who the one who goes for nine one eighty and two scores. Mm-hmm. How are you liking uh, Debo Samuel? Just to go back at wide receivers real quick. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean. I think Debo's fine. His targets is crazy. I mean, he, I mean Debo's making plays. I, I, like, actually, I actually think Trey Lance, I can't believe I'm saying this, because Trey Lance just started his first NFL game. And it's, I think Trey Lance is actually an improvement for San Francisco's. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Wide, wide receiver. Check this team. out. Wow. So. Last game against Seattle, Debo had 13 targets. Holy. Now, when Trey Lance took over in the second half, he only threw to Samuel twice. So that means he had 11 in the first half of the game. <laughs> just like, just That's like Robert me. Woods last night. <laughs> Now I, I fell asleep for the game. I came back from Vegas and I was just like knocked out. How that one looked? Uh, it was good if you use Robert Woods. Not so good if you use Cooper Cup or Russell Wilson. I think Russ might be out six to eight weeks now. I heard something. It maybe sooner because he's able to like when he when he gets his finger worked on because like the fingers like actually like stuck like you know curled up. Um, once he has the surgery, he could play with a pin in his hand, but he will still have to wait for the initial like incision to heal up, which is like about 10 to 14 week, uh, 10 to 14 days. Um, so that, that's something, uh, like still being out for two weeks, man, that's, that's brutal for Seattle though. Yeah. Might be, might be sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Man. Every time I, I look at the Cardinals, I look at the preseason uh, to win in the division bet and, and Cardinals were the only ones that are like favorite or super underdogs. I should say all the rest of them were like plus plus one fifty, plus one eighty, plus one twenty, And then the Cardinals down there are plus 600. And I was joking around with my friends about like, Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we just put like, you know, a hundred dollars on this because like all four of these teams could easily win the division. So it's just like, you know, let's bet on the one that gives us the best odds and just hope it wins. And it's just like, wish I would have took that bet. <laughs> yeah, now you think it. Now you think it. Now I bet the Arizona's odds are on quite a shoe scene. I haven't looked them up. But I'm sure they're probably uh, like almost even money at this point. I mean, the Rams are still getting on the chance, but I mean, they're definitely more in contention than they were at the beginning of the season, according to the odds. Yeah, that might be a fun MVP battle between Matthew Stafford and Colin Murray. Oh, no, for sure. 
It definitely will be. So, All right. Thanks for hopping on. I appreciate you having me uh, after my Vegas trip. Uh, I do apologize for uh, being late, but, hey, you know, hey, I was in Vegas. Hey, you know what? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. There you go. <laughs>